Blog Talk Radio. You know, church has become so commercial until we have gotten away from its true purpose. It has become such big business until we allow people to operate and function as long as they have something to bring to the table. People are now more concerned about recording and living in life of the rich and famous rather than knowing Jesus. For the true purpose of the church is so business, not big business. I don't know about you. But I would rather have nothing and no Jesus than to have everything and not know Jesus. You need to confess it today. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black from Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church in Portland, Oregon. Do you know Jesus? Did you know he could live in your heart if you invite him in? the next song you hear prepare to be blessed of the Lord prepare for a move of Holy Spirit prepare to know Jesus in your heart You know I do, baby. 
make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth unto all generations. Good evening to the light of Portland. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continuously be in my mouth. I am Pastor Kimberly Black, and I bring you greetings this evening from Seaside, Oregon, amen, where the the Lord is in the place, amen. I want to welcome you tonight to the light of Portland uh, as we prepare to celebrate Thanksgiving. Let us choose to worship our God who is an awesome God. We give all praise to him today because he's good and he's worthy to be praised. want to honor um, the elder Butterfield uh, for making this platform possible for us. Week after week, we come and we ride in your car. We sit with you on the couch or in the bed, outside, wherever you may be on the job. We are able to share the word of God with you and, and, and pray for one another and worship together because of the awesome work of the Butterfields. We thank God for our sister and our friend, Pastor Sherelle Pennington, and we thank God for our speaker on tonight. Pastor Pamela Laws, and to all the men and women of God that make this platform possible. Each week we hear a different preacher, and I thank God for all of the men and women that preach um, on the light of Portland. We also want to um, honor Archbishop Ruth Smith, amen, for being a spiritual covering for us, a spiritual mother to us, and we thank God for her pray that God will continue to richly bless the men and women of God. And I pray that God blesses each of you because if you don't call in on every Sunday, we wouldn't have a congregation. And so I thank you for joining us. Thank you for spending the time with us. Tell somebody you can go to evening worship without leaving your home. Just call Blog Talk and join the Light of Portland every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Share the word, share the word so that your brothers and your sisters, your friends, your family will know that they don't have to leave home for evening, Sunday evening worship. Amen. We are just truly blessed. I want to apologize for the technical difficulty um, this evening. I'm not at home. And so I had to get in logged in into the internet uh, and I thought I was logged in, but it, it kicked me back out again. But other than that, we, um, we are here, and we're grateful. We're thankful. It's not going to stop us from praising the Lord on tonight. We don't have any announcements for you um, for this coming week, but I do want to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I hope and pray that you plan to spend some time, quality time with family and friends. Hope and pray that as you gather together, you will get around that big old table because for two years, we we haven't really been able to celebrate Thanksgiving like we used to. I was growing up as a kid. We, My grandmother and my, my great uncle, my great auntie, and all my cousins, and uh, we would all get together and we'd get around the table and we would hold hands and we would 
one at a time, go around the table and say what we were thankful for. And then my uh, uncle, the late Deacon Joe Cobbs, would just take us to the throne of grace and prayer. And we would have a hallelujah good time before we uh, get to eating any good food. So I hope and pray that you plan to spend some quality time with family and friends and kick back, watch some football and watch the Macy's Day Parade, laugh and have a good time. That's what we want you to do. That's our announcement for the week. Have a good time this this Thanksgiving, this Thursday. Praise the Lord. Love on your family. Love on your friends. And eat good. Amen. Our speaker tonight is no stranger to us. Um, she comes from Mapleton, hails from Mapleton, Georgia. Um, and we love her dearly. Uh, and we're grateful to God that she is always ready to share a word with us. We're going to go to the throne of grace. We're going to hear a song. And following that song, the next voice you hear will be that of our speaker, Pastor Pamela Laws. Let us go to God in prayer. Gracious Father, we humbly come before your throne of grace, thanking you, Father, uh, for this day, for this is the day that you have made, and we are rejoicing, we are glad in it. Father, we are lifting up our hands, and we are worshiping you. We are lifting you up, Lord God. We are exalting your name because we know that we're two or three gathered together in your midst, you would be you would be in the midst, Father. Two or three gathered together in your name, you would be in the midst. And so, Father, we just glorify you tonight. We lift you up and we magnify your name. Lord God, we just come before you tonight and we lift up um, the bereaved families. I, I did speak to Pastor Sherrill earlier, and um, they had a, a death of a close family friend, church member. Um, and so we're lifting that family up tonight asking that you, oh God, will comfort them, that you would um, wrap your loving arms around them, um, help them, God, through, the, through this gr grieving process. Father, we know that there are many. Um, if we just let our minds run back through the week, uh, shooting in Virginia, three college students lost their life, uh, shooting in Idaho, um, four teenagers uh, lost their lives, shooting last night, and, and Colorado, um, five were killed. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we, we, need, we need more laws to control this, this pandemic of gun violence, Father. Lord, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you would uh, help our leaders, Father, be concerned about what the saints are concerned about. We're tired of burying children and nieces and nephews and loved ones because of sin crimes and violence, Father. We're tired of preaching um, at these funeral services, and we're tired of dressing uh, people that got bullet holes in them. Father, we are tired. God, we just ask that you would allow our lawmakers to do something about this pandemic of gun violence. We know nothing's too hard for you. All things are possible. And tonight, God, we are so concerned about it. We're lifting it up and we're placing it at your feet. Heard the preacher say on Friday night that we got a reason to shout. First Peter 5 and 7 tells us to cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. And so, God, tonight we cast that pandemic 
of gun violence in the United States. We cast it at your feet. And God, we know that you uh, will ride it through until it is done, until it is um, completed, Father. So touch the hearts and minds of our leaders. I pray Micah 6 and 8 over them tonight. Every lawmaker, I pray that they would hear your word, Father, in their sleep. Love, mercy, do walk humbly before our God. As they walk through the hall of God, I pray that they hear your word, love, mercy, do justly, live humbly before our God. When they sit down to eat dinner, when they lay down to go to sleep, I pray that they hear your word tonight. And God, that they would do something about this gun violence, this pandemic that we are living in. Father, we, we pray tonight for those that are houseless. Pray for those who are unemployed but seeking employment, God. We know that this time of the year, this season, people get caught up on, on, on the hype of, of, of the big meals and the big gifts and the big trees and all the lights. But God, I pray that your people everywhere will realize that you are the reason for the season and that they begin to give you glory and honor and not worry about it. If I if I got a place to lay my head, if I can turn on the light, if I can just eat what I have in the refrigerator, God, well, I'll, be, I'll be thankful, I'll be grateful. So help us, God. Help us to return, Father, to, to just being... Uh, Grateful to be around family and friends and not be so commercialized with this season. Father, we love you tonight and we appreciate you and we adore you. Tonight we pray for um, Pastor Laws. Pray that you would bless your word that's going to come forth tonight. Pray, God, that it gives uh, doing power to the hearer. It gives correction to those who and disobedience. It gives courage to those, Father, who felt like they had no, no, no hope and no strength, God. I pray your word tonight gives conviction uh, for those that are walking contrary to your word. Tonight, I pray that your word will lovingly call your sons and daughters back to you, those who have backslid. God, I pray tonight for those who are looking for a word of hope tonight, the woman of God will speak hope to us tonight, Lord God. There's nothing too hard for you, Father. All things are possible. And Lord, I pray that your word will build us up and strengthen us, Lord God, and help us, God, to be steadfast and unmovable. So bless the woman of God as she gives us what thus saith the Lord. Bless the hearers and bless the doers. It's in thy son Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
shout your praise Our hearts will cry These bones will sing Hallelujah, because the enemy continues to uh, change his tactics 
Amen. His assignment hasn't changed, but he has changes his approach. Amen. So we as the church, I'm so thankful that we we move as well. We move, hallelujah, um, to my husband, my children, my grandchildren, my entire family. I call you blessed. I love you. Uh, to my, my, my co-laborers in the gospel, amen. Keep on fighting the good fight of faith. And to our Blossom family, we thank you because without you, there would be no us. There would be no us. Um, and so we're going to get ready to move uh, right into the word of God um, tonight. We're going to move right into the word of God. Um, um, our, our, our message uh, our message tonight um, is, is simply going to deal with um, this idea of how, just how much God loves us, how much his son, Jesus, loves us, amen, and, and, the, and the extent, amen, that we'll see in just one example tonight that he went through and that he shared about um, um, as it relates to ensuring that we know, hallelujah, that we can always come back to him um, even when we find ourselves in a place where it seems all hope is lost. Um, we can find him, or he can. He will find us. And our our message title tonight is simply Jesus finds lost things. Jesus finds lost things. So, Pastor, what does this word "lost" this word "lost" mean? Um, lost is a unable to find one's way, unable to find one way. And as another definition, it says not knowing one's whereabouts. So so we have two, two same word, but two different uh, perceptions or, or two different approaches um, as it relates to the word. The first one is unable to find one's way. And so that self um, it's that self-examination that when when we are, are are lost, if you lost, you're not able to find your way. I don't know which way to go. I don't know how to proceed. Amen. I don't know how to continue to journey. And the second one is not knowing one's whereabouts. That is someone on the opposite end uh, being have lost something or someone, and they don't know where they are either. In both situations, it can be so scary. It can be it can be so intimidating. Uh, it can cause fear to setting when when you look at this idea of being lost. And so tonight, I'm going to touch really quick uh, on a parable. Very familiar uh, parable is my prayer that something will be said out of this familiar text. Amen. That will necess- won't necessarily be new. To you, but maybe you'll hear it uh, in a different way, and it will spark you, Devation. You know, I'm, I'm big on. I want to know how this word will apply to my life, and how can I use it to be better? How can I use it uh, to help someone else be better? Um, and so, lost, lost. Um, Luke chapter 15, uh, beginning at verse one. Luke chapter 15. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 7. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Luke chapter 15, 
um, 1, verse 1 through verse 7. And the Bible says, uh, Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. Verse 2, And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? Mm. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he, re- he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Ah, I say to you, there will be more joy in heaven over one Jesus finds lost things. So this parable, um, it shows us how concerned or, or the, the level of compassion that Christ has for sinners, that he has for the lost and and the extent, amen, that he is willing to go to in order to restore his children. And so this parable, a parable is a a earthly story with a heavenly meaning. He he spoke it, amen, because the word of God is a mystery uh, to those who are, are, are not of the faith. He had to, amen, to uh, uh, many of the multitudes that would gather around him in, in such a way, amen, that they would be able to understand. He didn't want to speak over their head. He didn't. He he didn't want to uh, 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 speak in a way where they would leave confused, that they would not be able to make a a conscious decision, amen, uh, 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 to follow him. And so, as this text begins to open and 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 um um uh, it. it is showing us in verse 1, it says that all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to hear him. Jesus was teaching. Here's the amazing thing. In the chapter before, closing out on chapter 14, Christ was, was talking to the multitudes about the cost of discipleship. Craziest thing, when you are still trying to draw uh, 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 individuals into the, into the faith, and he talked about the cost of following him. He talked about the cost. Crazy because there, there are so many times that the world will give us the easy, it'll give us the, the sugary version, uh, Pastor Black. It'll, they'll give us a watered-down version to get us in and then give us the truth and then let us know what we really signed up for. Then let us know what we're really in for. But God didn't do that. Christ didn't do that. He he taught them. He he taught them the cost of service and the the cost of sacrifice. He talked about
about the cost of, of self-assessment, uh, uh, how that, that he, he will equip us and to, to empower us to do what needs to be done. He, he talked about the cost of strategy, letting us know that Jesus' followers must think through the issues and have the courage to act in the face of an uncertainty. See, Jesus, he, he laid it all out on the table because he understood, oh, I'm getting excited, because he understood that when we make a covenant, even in the Old Testament, it tells us that it's best not we not make a covenant unless, unless, unless we make it and break it. And so he, he didn't want to trick us. Hallelujah. He didn't, he didn't uh, uh, promise us uh, gumdrops and lollipops uh, to come in. What, what he promised us that if, if, we would, if we would come to him, amen, that we could have eternal life. And so, and so now when I'm, I'm, I'm looking at uh, 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 the multitude, how they gathered around him, this, this spills right over into uh, chapter 15 because these Pharisees and these scribes, amen, who, who wanted to continue to keep their, their, their knee on the neck, uh, they wanted to continue to keep pressure on the people that they would continue to come to them to seek uh, 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 wisdom, to seek counsel. And here Jesus has, has shown up on the scene, showing them a way, amen, to get it, that you didn't have to bow to man, that you didn't have to be subject to man, but to be subject to God. Who are all the, all the tax collectors and the sinners, they, they drew near to hear, to he drew near to hear. He closes uh, chapter 14 out in verse 33 saying, so likewise, whoever does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Verse 34, salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill, but men throw it out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. These people wanted to hear Christ was speaking something that they had not heard before, or if they had heard it, it, it is being taught now in such a way that is drawing the people. See, the awesome things about being a, 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 an evangelist or outreach worker or, or, or those of the like, we have to give the message of, of salvation in a way that draws the people. They already know their, their ain'ts and cakes and shoulda, woulda, coulda. They already know that they shouldn't be doing this and shouldn't be doing that. They need to hear a message that's going to draw them. So the sinners were being drawn, and this upset the parents. So much so they 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 was was staying out and talking amongst themselves. This man receives sinners, receives, he welcomes, he he greets, uh, he 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 acquires with them. And so Jesus being being the OG that he is, it says that he spoke this parable to them. Who is the them? He was speaking to the Pharisees and the scribes. And he began to lay out the parable 
of the lost sheep. Talks about a man who had a hundred sheep and one of them was lost. One of them got lost. One of the sheep lost its way. One of the sheep did not know where they were. This man, even though he had 99 more sheep, it wasn't the quantity he was concerned about. Ah, it was the quality. Even Christ said, I have not lost one, daddy, that you have given me. So he lays this parable out and shows that this man, that he scoured the countryside to look for the one sheep. The Bible says that he went after the one until he found it. He didn't just share one time. He didn't just go out looking for a moment. He looked, he looked, he he was diligent in his search. Uh, he He was diligent in his looking. Uh-huh. He 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 stayed he stayed on the mission until it was he didn't give up saying, Well, you know, I still have ninety nine or well, he could be dead by now. Well, the wolves could have gotten him by now. Whatever it is, he was gonna search until he had the answer. See, see that's what I love about our Lord and Savior. He even though, amen, we are out. I've been out. I talk about me. I talk about me. I was out, unable to find my way. At least I, I, I thought. I thought I knew where I was. I thought I, I knew where I was, Pastor. I thought. I thought I had it going on. I thought. Didn't realize I was a lost sheep because everything where I was grazing at the time looked good to me. But I was lost. I was lost because there was a plan and a, a purpose for my life. Amen. That had been spoken from the foundation of the world that did not uh did not line up and it did not look like where I was. Didn't look like the field that I was grazing in. Ah, uh, didn't look like the dirt that I was eating. Woo! It didn't look like the pig slop that I was trying to ingest. It didn't look like it. It didn't it didn't look like it. And and so my Lord and Savior, unbeknownst to me, was on the hunt for me. Ah, he was even Paul that said, Woo, that that I thought I was pursuing. Thank you, Lord, was pursuing me. He was in pursuit of love. He was in pursuit because of love. He was he was in pursuit because of the blood that had been shed on Calvary for my behalf. And so and so I was that that lost sheep. The Bible declares. The Bible declares. Watch this, because we 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 don't we don't have a lot of time. Uh, uh, it, it, it declares that he he went out and he looked. For that which was lost until he found it. Watch this. Here, here Jesus pointed out the, the natural value that we place on possession. Here's the things he was showing the Pharisees, the, the what what you what you hold dear, what you hold uh, uh, most important to you is that same thing. 
thing important to God. Ooh, what you put your stock in, what you put all your money and all your time, your resources in, is that the same, it doesn't hold the same value to God. Hmm. A shepherd loses one sheep, one sheep lost out of a hundred, one percent of his flock, yet he goes out until he finds it. See, we, this is why uh, uh, evangelism is, is so important because there are lives that, that there, are, there are souls out there grazing in foreign land. They are grazing in the wolves' territory, and, and, and we have to be diligent in searching for them. Watch this. I'm not saying that everybody has to go under the bridge. I'm not saying that everybody has to go to the hospital uh, it's, it's because those places do have their assignments, but there's some in your home. There's some in your neighborhood. There's some in your grocery stores. There, there are some on your job. There are, there are souls. There are sheep. The 1%, amen, they are grazing in dangerous territory. Woo! The Bible declares in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Uh, Psalm 91 and 11 said, for he will command his angels concerning you. That's it. You might be lost, but there are angels that have been assigned to your life and they have been commanded, hallelujah, to guard you in all your ways to protect you. See, 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 see it, it, we get messed up, uh, mother, when we think that we're doing this on, on our own daughter. We get, we can get messed up uh, when we think that we're out here all by ourselves. There are angels, hallelujah, that have been given charge to keep watch, to keep guard, to protect us, keep us hedged in. Oh, Father, I thank you. I want to be, uh, I want to I wanna be one of those ones that don't give up so easy when it comes to the 1%. My church might be 99% full. My family might be 99% saved. My community might be 99% delivered. But I don't want to forget the one. I don't, I don't want to get hung up on the one. I don't want to disregard the one because Jesus finds lost things. He finds lost uh, 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 the celebration. Uh, the Bible declares in verse five, and when he found it, he lays it on his shoulders. Let's look at this. Look at look, look at this. He did, didn't say browbeat him. Amen. He didn't say it was a whole lot of chastising for wandering away. Uh, didn't say there was a whole lot of correcting. It was the love. It was the love. He says, I know that you were lost, and you don't know where, I don't know where he may have found you. I know where he found me. I don't, you, you, he could have found you in the drug house. He could have found you in the whole house. He, he could have found you in a bar. So he could have found you in that man or that woman's bed. He could have found you there, but he didn't shame you. He picked you up. Lord, I thank you. And he carried you. And he didn't just carry you, he rejoiced. He didn't just rejoice, 
He told others, I want you to celebrate with me. Hallelujah. For my sheep was lost. Parable of the lost coin. The woman said to rejoice because my coin has been found. Hallelujah. For the man with the with the prodigal son, he told him to rejoice for my son has returned home. The, the Bible declares that heaven rejoices over one that turns their life back over to him because Jesus, he's concerned about our souls. He's concerned about the lost, and I'm so thankful that he found me. For once I was lost, and now I'm found. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm, I'm thankful. According to Psalm 107 and 1, as we prepare to celebrate Thanksgiving, we give God thanks every day. We, we don't have to argue that, but this week, amen, we, 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 we pay special attention to the thanks. Psalm 107 and 1 says it like this, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his steadfast love endures forever. I'm so glad that our Lord and Savior loves us enough. Amen. That he gives us the opportunity to thank him. Pastor Black, we suffered loss this week as well. With a, a, a Last year, this time, it was the loss of my granddaughter's father. This year, one year later, it is the loss of my godson, older brother, both to gun violence. So you are right on point that we need to continue to pray. I'm thankful because it could have been my godson also there with him. But our God is faithful. So we, as we pray for these families that are suffering loss, I pray for those that he's protecting. Amen. I encourage those that come to Christ that don't know him to uh, to be the remission, to offer the remission of sin. Hallelujah. I encourage those, amen, who have swayed, who have who have wandered off, amen, let them know that you can always come back like the prodigal son, that he'll prepare a fatted calf for you, amen. I encourage those that continue to believe that God is a healer, that he is a restorer, that he is a deliverer, and I am so thankful for yet another opportunity to be able to stand and to declare that God is good, not just sometimes, not just most of the time, but he's good all the time. So if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, family, we encourage you to do it today. We don't want it to be said too late. We don't, we don't want to keep burying our, our sons and our daughters. Especially this, this baby was only... 20 years old. We we don't we don't want to continue to bury them. We we don't want to continue to find them in drug houses and overdoses. We don't want to continue to do 
that, but I encourage you, warriors, to continue to stay on the battlefield, continue to cry out to the Lord on the behalf of your family, your friends, and your loved ones. God finds lost things. Family, you stay encouraged. I love you. With the love of the Lord, Pastor Black, we turn the call back over to you. Amen. What an awesome word. I don't know about you, but I kept saying, God, thank you, because I was the one. Thank you, God. I was the one. And saints, I want us to to, to take heed to the word that Pastor Law shared with us. Let's continue to pray. I tell the church family all the time, you don't know whose deliverance is locked up in your loins. And the songwriter says, if I can just help one somebody as I travel along, then my living shall not be in vain. Thank you, Pastor Laws, for that word on tonight. I truly appreciate you. I love you, my sister. I love you. And we are definitely going to you and your Godson's family lifted up in prayer. We know that God is a healer. He's a comforter. So we're praying, we're praying that God gives you the word to, to minister to this family during this time. Uh, we just truly thank God. I thank God for each of you for joining us. I'm so glad you took out the time to worship with us on tonight. I am so grateful that we had this time together. May you be blessed. May you be strengthened. May you be encouraged. And may you know that God loves you and I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Until next Sunday, have a blessed week. Have a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. I thank you for it all. The good, baby, ugly, great, and small. The times of victory and when I fall. I'm so grateful that I'm still standing tall. I thank you for my tears The pain helped me overcome my fears You've been good to me down throughout the years It's a miracle that I'm still standing here All that I am is because All that you brought me through And never Oh, because of you. I thank you 